You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. for small groups, 10 a.m. for worship, or anytime at asburybosier.org. Good morning, Asbury. It is a pleasure to get to have this time with you. Uh, this day is Lady Sunday, as Pastor Matt said, and this is a day that set aside the United Methodist Church to celebrate and recognize the work and the mission of all of laity, both within the walls of this building and outside there in the world, in our everyday lives when we leave this place. Special thanks really quickly to lots of people who really uh, help pull together the things, the details of a sermon. Or You don't think about those things until you're in the middle of this. Special thanks to Catherine Briley and Luke Miller, who who said yes when I asked to come and participate with us. And there are many others who were also helped. Thanks to Pastor Matt for sharing this space and time for laity to participate in a very special way in service. Uh, just a, another side note. Of course, this is a sermon a little bit about distraction, so squirrel. Um, Friday was Veterans Day, so we want to say spe- recognize special thank you to all our veterans who serve us to protect us, protect our freedom, and protect our country. Thank you. Well, as we go about our spiritual journey in this world, we encounter many distractions that keep us from a Christ-filled life that we sincerely seek and we're intended by God to fulfill. So today's uh, message is probably in absolutely no one's handbook on the structure of a sermon, but we'll see what happens. I always believe that if God is in it, it's going to be good. So let's test that. <clears throat> Let us pray. Ever present, merciful, awesome, and loving God, we seek to live as Christians to be your light in the world. But distractions are determined to take our focus from you and place it onto the noise of this world. Show us how to recognize these distractions, deal with them in a way that keeps you continually at the center of our consciousness as we navigate this world and show the world Christ in us. Amen. Lord, I want to be a Christian. Or if you prefer, Lord, I'd love to be a Christian. You recognize this as probably a familiar hymn. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But let's talk about that Christian conversion just for a moment. If we want to be a Christian, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we want to live a life filled with Christ in us and in Christ. And we want to portray Christ to the world. We desire a personal relationship with Christ. Nothing that's just a, a concept, nothing that's just an academic exercise, not a just like joining a club. It's a personal relationship. When that happens, and we put on the label Christian, we, there is a certain excitement that comes with that because you're looking at a new way 
with God along and he's along with you every step of the way and you realize that for maybe the first time we seek that total and absolute conversion of ourselves we pledge our commitment in one way or another to Jesus and accept his promise for us and we look to fulfillment of that promise in all of eternity beyond this time Lord I want to be a Christian like the hymn we want to be and I, you know, I can't just say it I gotta, Lord I want to be a Christian in my heart in my heart short version Lord I want to be more loving in my heart in my heart Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart the inspiration for that hymn comes from a story almost 300 years ago in the 1750s when a Virginia slave approached a Presbyterian preacher named William Davies with a clear deep and real conversion moment it also was a moment of bravery independence and something he probably was filled with the spirit and he could not not do it it was that kind of moment he said these words as it was recorded I come to you sir that you may tell me some good things concerning Jesus Christ and my duty to God for I am resolved not to live as I have done sir I want to be a Christian Repeating, I am resolved not to live as I have done, sir. I want to be a Christian. That moment, an inspiration from that Virginia slave, who we do not know his name, but God knows his name. Became, it became a, an African-American spiritual. And later, much later, finally became part of the, our Methodist hymnal. Number 402, in case you're keeping notes. Oh, oh, that we should have a conversion experience. For some, that special moment comes and, and when Jesus all of a sudden becomes so real, it fills us up and it's sudden, it's unmistakable. And it's just as real as anything you're looking at at this moment. For others, accepting Christ as our Savior comes after study, discernment, perhaps confirmation class, by the way, which we're starting at the first of the year. Still others, it's a part of a spiritual journey that comes with many twists, distractions, and even detours. And let me say this, for each individual experience filled up with the of Christ and the love of Christ and the spirit movement in you 
whatever your journey is and your story is, it is valid. Don't let anyone tell you it is not. And Christ, when you get to that moment, the Christ is full and sufficient, consistent, and unique for you. So, when we have all this going on in our lives and our spirit moves us and we want to be a Christian, what shows up next are these distractions of life. They show up. They show up immediately. They show up consistently. They show up stubbornly. And they can be legion, meaning there are many. Distractions can have an impact on living a Christ-filled life that we desire. Just an aside, squirrel, is I've been told that when I'm driving, I am an observer of things. And sometimes when I say, well, look at that. When we keep our eyes off the road, keep our eyes off Christ, we can wind up someplace we did not intend. Distractions. So I went about asking several people and posting and asking and getting some idea of what can't go through all the distractions of life in 15 minutes. <laughs> it, but what are a few? So we're going to talk about a few as examples. One that came up consistently and often first is social media. So I did more research and I found one surprising bit of data that up to 80% of times for jobs requiring computer use is not fully productive. Imagine that. You're, you're working your computer and other things happen. These devices that come with us, which are tiny computers that can do many things, can do more things than what put a man on the moon, it, it, we can have in our pocket. And so those things distract us. And a funny thing happens whenever you prepare a sermon on distractions, what shows up? Every distraction of your life. And so I have, I think I've eliminated five game apps so far. <laughs> and there, there's other things to declutter what goes on in life. Now, many, if not most things on social media are used and designed to gain and hold your attention. Surprise, surprise. Not necessarily your attention on Christ. Some are good, though. Uh, social media is important to ministry sharing and learning so some people they suggest different strategies for dealing with different distractions like social media oh
Well, that distraction is the inaugural performance of the Asbury Kids Kazoo Band. And if you didn't catch the melody, it's Jesus Loves Me. <laughs> okay, what to do with distractions? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> the, some of the strategies include elimination, trying to eliminate. But who would want to eliminate that? And some is isolation. Well, we do this, but we keep it apart from real life. And like I said, some is focused use. It's kind of like when, look, I'm a full-figured guy. And, 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 and so diet may be something I should pay attention to. But, you know, the answer is not to stop eating altogether. It, 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 that would be a bad result. So it is really about focusing on how much, what, and when. And that sort of thing. So same thing with social media. We can, we can be consumed by social media, but we consume it or we use it in a way that fulfills a ministry and other things. But we do have to be consistently watching out because those Twinkies are in the pantry. Uh, we can be consumed by social media. It robs being in the moment with those around us. It can rob being in the moment with Christ. It can rob our focus on mission that glorifies Christ. It even, like I said earlier, it even interrupted me several times while preparing this sermon. Paul encourages followers of Christ to pray without ceasing, but I gotta confess, no one has ever told me to stop praying for a moment to talk or work on something else. <laughs> the next distraction is money. This was a, a, an often raised a distraction of life. Jesus warned us in Matthew 6 not to lay up treasures and not use them productively for Christ. But money is important to having a Christ focus and allows us the humility to understand that all we have comes from God. Paul, writing a letter to his young disciple, Timothy, said, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Love of money is a distraction that can displace our focus on Christ. It leads to ruin, this love of money. In an article in Psychology Today, money causes tension in up to 70% of couples' relationships. So it is real, it is serious. It is a distraction that keeps us from a Christ-filled life. Then there are life's bumps in the road. In Louisiana, let's, let's face it, we know about bumps in the road. To mention a few of these bumps, job loss or change, illness, moving, failures, personal or professional, successes can even be a distraction, and disappointments. But there are all kinds of outcomes that come from these bumps in the road. They can sometimes bring us to our knees. And it brings us to a place that you are low and it hurts. But as Christians, when we're brought to our knees, we're in a position of strength because that's when we can pray. It brings us to a place of humility. It can bring you to a place in these bumps of the road to have anger with God and wonder the questions of why certain things are. 
but there's not a bad time to talk to God about these things. It can also lead to a closeness with Christ. Bumps are a funny thing. They can be a barrier that can lead you to a new direction, maybe a better one, maybe one that's more in line with what God has intended for your life. It can be something that you can use to step up on and see things in a whole new way. So, how do we see that distraction? Another distraction is, uh, maybe a squirm in your pew moment, is religion. I know this causes a great deal of frustration, the things that go on in religion sometimes with lots of people, their experiences in the past or even present. It causes both frustration and anxiety with all people, regardless of where they are on the theological spectrum. Sometimes religion, well, specifically when religion focuses on excluding persons as unfit for relationship with Christ, that is a deadly distraction. When a religion turns its focus on relationship with denomination, organization, or construct, it can risk losing or diminishing sight of the relationship with Christ. Our church life here, or wherever you choose to worship, should be a place to refuel spiritually, to be in worship with our risen Christ, to be in connection with a community of believers and prepare for shining Christ into the world. Church for me is less to do with religion or denomination and much more with the faces I see. If I were to leave Asbury, the one thing that would be indelible in me is my relationship in Christ and your faces. Oh, there's other faces. There are faces of the people, the new faces and the souls that are going to come here. That means everything because it means everything to God. Then what matters to me most is how we take our mission to make disciples and transform the world. Our mission statement to bring hope, to build faith, and to reach out with love. We've got to put that into action. So, the distractions are many. May we resolve to handle distractions in a way that keeps our focus centered on Christ. Our challenge is to see Christ in sometimes in the distractions. Perhaps we can use money, talents, or other treasures in God's service. Perhaps some of the bumps in the road can lift us up to see new opportunities to serve our Lord or divert us to a way that God intends for us. Perhaps through the turmoil of religion at the hands of humans, we can find the relationship that truly matters. And how can we not see Christ in the Asbury Kids Kazoo Band 
proudly and loudly proclaiming Jesus loves me. Finally, through all the distractions of this world, we can be resolved to find our way to live a more complete life in Christ. Which brings us back to the profound and powerful and bold statement of that Virginia slave. Sir, I am resolved not to live anymore as I have done, sir. I want to be a Christian. Amen.